What's up, guys? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here. Welcome to Monday Accountability Chat. I'm so excited to have um, Kaylee and Sean here with me. We're going to get into a little bit about their background in a second, but this is a channel for resellers. I am a reseller. They are resellers. I dedicate this channel to learning and growing your reselling platform, whether you are a side hustle to a full-time reseller, focusing on your numbers and being able to use them to empower you and make the most money that you can uh, so if you do like content like that do make sure to hit that subscribe button make sure to give me a like on the way out if you like this content i do have this accountability chat every single monday 6 p.m mountain standard it is open to anybody who would like to join so if you would like to come on live on video feed feel free to send me a dm and we will set up um, a day that works for both of us and then always welcome in the chat as well to share about your week how you're doing and just touch base with other resellers because it can be a very isolating job. So um, as we wait for some people to log on, I'm going to go ahead and let Kaylee and Sean introduce themselves. Why don't you guys give us a little bit about your background, if you're full-time resellers, you know, uh, part-time resellers, how long you've been doing it, anything else you think people would uh, be interested in knowing. Kaylee, sure. you want to jump in first? Sure, I'll go first. Uh, my name's Kaylee. Some of you might know me on YouTube, although I'm just kind of starting and getting the hang of YouTube. Um, I am a, I like to say I'm a part-time full-time reseller. I try to do part-time hours, but make a full-time income. And my goal is to um, work as little hours as possible while making a full-time income by using employees. I've been, I started reselling probably about four years ago, but it was very, very part-time while I worked my retail management job. And then eventually um, I quit that job and now I do semi full-time reselling for the past two years. So this is like your only income stream though, right? Like you don't have a your day job or something that you go to now. You did, but you don't. I currently actually, I do have um, another part-time job working for one of our, my whole family does entrepreneurial things. And one of our family businesses, I'm the customer service manager. So I just work remotely from home and it's about 20 to 25 hours a week. And I do get paid for that. Okay. So you're busy. <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're doing part-time yeah. hours, but you know, maybe a little yeah. bit more reselling and then that also. Um, so you mentioned employees. I wrote that down. We're going to get to that in a minute because I do want to kind of touch base. Um, I like having different people on with different backgrounds so we can all grow and learn from each other. Um, cool. And so you are on um, YouTube. And what is your, I was looking up your channel so I could put it in the links. That's and it didn't. Elaine. Okay, I will look it up. Sean, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Sure, sure. And I'll see if I can't get. So I am Sean Bartley, um, hailing from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I've been reselling since October 2016. Um, I initially started this journey after listening to a Gary Vay um, podcast. He was actually on the radio. At that time, he was uh, promoting an opportunity called the 100. $100 for 100 items kind of, you know, promotion. And he was just, you know, touting the success of, of um, garage sales. And if you're looking to make some extra cash, buy low, go to a garage sale, go online, sell it high, go on eBay, go on Poshmark and kind of rattling off all these sites. And that for me was just an eye opener. Like I'd, I'd never gone to a garage sale before. Didn't have anyone, friend, family who had ever gone or promoted it. So for me, it was just a new world of of hunting, you know, during my day job, I, I hunt. I'm a sales executive for a staffing company. So I'm hunting for opportunities, helping people get jobs. So for me, this was just a natural kind of segue to hunt for items that are underpriced and undervalued and, you know, be able to make some extra cash online. So for me, it, it, it was a natural transition. Initially, me and my mom did it as just something, something fun for us to do together, spend a little time together. Um, and then it took off on the life of its own and you know it was no longer me and my mom it was like mom i i think i got this you know what i mean and, and, <laughs> you dissed your mom a little, bit, a little bit a little bit i was like you know mom you, you might be slowing me down a little bit you know i want to take this thing uh, uh to another level so you know she just is, is a big supporter I'm a, I'm a dad i've got two very young kids under the age of two so time is of the twins or different no they're 18 months apart 
my my sister are 18 months apart and I can't imagine being a parent of that. My young, my closest are two and a half years. And I'm like, that's close. That's close. That's close. <laughs> no, me and my wife, you know, we decided, yeah, let's, let's get these two. Yeah. Let's get these two, you know, as close as in age as possible. So full-time dad, you know, part-time reseller, but of, to your point, Kaylee, trying to make a full-time income from it as well. Um, and a full-time job as well. Oh my God. You guys make me tired. Um, so, and I don't think, I don't think either of you mentioned, but where you're from. I'm from Ohio. Okay. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but I live in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. We have, oh, I saw um, Rosalind. I don't think she's on here, but I saw one of your pictures. You mm-hmm. did a live with Rosalind. So mm-hmm. I, I knew you were in Atlanta. Now that you yeah. say that, I'm like, yeah, yeah I knew that. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with everyone I'm in the sure. community. I, I get it. Um, so you had never, this is interesting because I find most people's stories are, I grew up thrifting. I love thrifting. I realized you could do it and you had never really done it before. Yeah. That's wild. Never knew it. I'd never stepped foot in a goodwill until I decided to flip a few items on Poshmark and eBay. That was my first time. Yeah. So you probably had association with, with, with goodwills and just, you know, thrifting and garage sales. I was like, ah, it's people's trash. Little did I know. For sure. It (laughs) is, totally. (laughs) It's people's trash, but boy, the the saying is very true. You see it when you go to a garage sale. One person's trash is another man's treasure because sometimes you look at things and you're like, you're not selling that for $2. Are you really? You know, so it uh, it, it was fun to, to find those undervalued items and know that it's worth a lot more. So was it hard for you to get outside of that? Because I feel like people who didn't grow up thrifting or really knew it mm-hmm. kind of had this mental, like, if something's wrong, like, I don't want to go to the thrift store. That's kind of, like, trashy. Like, was there any kind of, like, mental yeah. hump that you had to get over? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for me, it was a hunt. It was the thrill of a hunt. So I, I, I had the connotation or the idea that, it was people's trash, but I knew very quickly that there's treasure within that trash. So for me, it's just, it's that pursuit of, I just want to find the the treasure. I, I look at it as a treasure hunt. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. ooh, this is icky. This is nasty. This is people's trash. No, I, I, fortunately in Atlanta, there's, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of well-to-do areas. So you quickly learn the goodwills and the garage sales and the nicer parts of town yield a pretty good, uh, pretty good result. So yeah, I, I, was, I was cool with it after the first time I went. I said, oh yeah, this this will work. <laughs> Once something sells, you're like, it's cool. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this will work. This will definitely work. Yeah. 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 Um, And Kaylee, had you been, I, you didn't mention one way or the other. Had you been thrifting your whole life or is it new to you? It, it was somewhat new. Um, I lived in Arizona for a while when I was a kid. We moved around a lot because my dad was in the military. It wasn't until we moved back to Ohio where my grandparents are, and my grandparents kind of introduced me to thrifting. And it wasn't really a hard transition where I was like, you know, not wanting to go there because my whole family's been thrifty in a sense. But it was more so like, I felt like I was doing something wrong by trying to like buy something for a small amount and flip it. And that was the biggest hurdle for me to overcome for a while. Cause I didn't, when I started doing it, I didn't know that reselling was a thing. So that transition for me was the most difficult. And I, that's kind of, Oh, go ahead, John. I said that, that, that was eye opening for me as well. As you start to dig a little bit deeper into the YouTube channels and the, heavier full-time resellers you're like wow i had no concept of the money you could make of you know the things you could do even part-time full-time so yeah that that was the the cool part just saying okay there's goals here i can check a few boxes off of the off the list of things that i'd like to do with this business so yeah that that was an eye-opener for me too well and you can take it and leave it right like if you have 20 hours this week you can do it and and that's why i think so many people get into it because it can be very flexible Mm -hmm. um in how much you do it and a lot of resellers are like us you know kids at home other jobs um and whatnot um to be able to fit it in and i think it's interesting that you guys touched on what you just said about um kind of feeling guilty about buying something cheap and selling it higher i'm 
on social media, but I don't really like pay that much attention. I'm kind of oblivious to something, but uh, someone was telling me that there's kind of a controversy going on right now about um, people kind of getting down on resellers. Like you buy it so low and you're taking advantage. Um, and I've never, I'm in Colorado, um, resellers, there's resellers everywhere. Thrifting's very prominent. I grew up thrifting. Um, I was very ashamed of it growing up. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm going <laughs> to thrift store. I want new clothes. Like all my friends. Um, but now I'm like, you know, obviously all about it, but it never, my brother-in-law's a reseller. My family all grew up thrifting. So like, I've never had that side where people are like, why are you doing that? That's so weird. Um, or even people saying like, why are you selling it for what you're selling it for? So I don't know if you guys have anything else to touch on that. I just think it's kind of odd that people are saying that, saying that it just doesn't fade. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. Cause we work hard. Like, it's it a lot of time steps. and money. Yeah, yeah it's a not. Of, a lot of steps to get a product from a yard or garage sale or Goodwill to them. There's a yeah. lot of steps. So I think, you know, yeah, it's, I, I that part didn't phase me. Um, I, I like the sales aspect of it. That, that sales, you know what I mean? You find the, mm -hmm. the service or the value and you charge what you need to charge to get it to them. And if you see value in it, then you pay it. If you don't, it's cool. No right, we're not forcing. I'm yeah. not forcing anyone to spend this money on eBay. Right. At all. At all. Yeah. I just learned about same as you, Sarah. I mean, like I, I kind of felt that guilt, but I just learned recently from someone else's video on YouTube um, that does TikTok, and that's how I found out that there was like an anti-reseller community, which I didn't know about before. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And I get, so I think some of the people too are, um, anti, you know, when they only have like 10 Xboxes and then all the resellers go buy the Xboxes and then they push the price up to like $500 or something right. stupid. I get that sure. to a certain aspect, but like I'm going to thrift stores and like, there is a ton of crap at thrift stores. I mean, there has never been, they've never like closed down the doors and they're like, sorry, we're out of inventory today. Even COVID times, like, right. It's never been that way. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. I did want. Um, nope, that was it. I didn't want to touch on anything else. So <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I take notes. I don't want to interrupt. But let's talk a little bit about. So you guys are part time sellers, but you're kind of going for the full time income. Um, feel free to share as much or as little numbers and um, stuff as you want. I don't want to pressure you into anything. But I kind of want to hear because you guys are both kind of similar some of your tips and tricks to make spend less time and make more money kaylee you mentioned um employees and kind of some of that sean i don't know um what you do i want to say too sean was i saw him um on the posh fest he did the posh fest posh fest not posh fest live just posh fest, posh fest. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 um yeah. talking about his inventory and stuff too and i know when i fix some of my inventory and make that faster it is actually allowed me to make more money too. Um, so anything that you guys have tips and tricks talking about anything that you can share how to spend less time and make more money? Yes. So I just, just this year started seriously looking at like hiring helpers and that has in the past couple months, I've actually hired two people and it's really taken off and I'm basically just trying to replace any tasks that I feel can be done by somebody else that I'm okay with letting go control of. Um, I do, you know, train them the way I want it done, but that was a big hurdle for me for a while was being able to let go and let somebody else do it. So I'm finally to that point and it's become really successful. And the reason I looked at doing that is probably because I have retail management experience and been in management for a while. And so my most of my career was managing other people and I just like that business model. So I'm trying to apply it to my business now. And I kind of just ran out of time and still wanted to continue reselling. So mm -hmm. it's going good so far. I just recently hired a photographer was my most recent one and uh, she's doing good and it's really taken a load off me. So you have a photographer and then you said you have another employee. What other tasks does the employee do? So she started out as my um, drafter. She did everything on the eBay draft. I start everything on eBay because that is my main platform where I started reselling. 
and then I cross-list over to other platforms. So she originally started just doing the drafts for me. She didn't do pictures. She just filled out the title, item specifics, um, and then weighed the item for shipping. She didn't do prices or anything like that. And then basically she would fill that out and then I would be doing pictures and setting the listing live with pricing. Since she started, which I think might've been roughly four or five months ago, maybe, that might be too long. Um, recently, um, she wanted more work, so I offered it to her. And so now she's taken over some VA tasks for me, such as um, she's doing like end listings on eBay that are gonna be ending that day and doing a self similar, reworking the titles to make it a new listing again. She sends out offers for me on both eBay and Poshmark. Um, trying to think of some other things she does. She's just doing a couple little VA tasks for me that are super tedious that I just don't want to have to worry about anymore so that I can focus on sourcing and some more important things in my business. So she's kind of like a drafter VA right now. And is it someone like in person, like you know her personally or like you went to Fiverr and found someone to do it for you or outdoor or all these other? Yeah, everyone I've ever had help me has been an in-person. I've either known them um, personally or they are a referral from a friend. Um, and I prefer to do it that way. Um, that way I can talk to them in person, show them things in person and mm -hmm. um, you know, have a personal connection with them. Oh, and so I was gonna ask how you found them, but they're all referrals. So are they like resellers yeah. already or you teach them from scratch? Um, some of them have, I, that's actually part of my interview questions with them is, um, you know, have they sold on platforms before? A lot of them have like sold one or two things on Poshmark, but it was just from their home. So they have a little bit of experience, but it's mostly from scratch. They're not doing anything to resell on a reseller level. And how did you decide what you want them to do? Like, cause there's, I mean, if you are a reseller an entrepreneur, you're on YouTube. I mean, we are social media managers, we're CFOs, we're CEOs, we're sourcers, we're, I mean, we're, the list is endless of things that you can outsource to other people. So how do you kind of decide what you wanted someone else to do? I basically just looked at what was taking the most time and it's kind of selfish to say, but also the things that I dislike doing the most. <laughs> so that was part of it. And I just tried to integrate that. And um, so far, I mean, drafting and the whole listing process in general is the most time consuming part, at least for me, except for shipping. I currently don't trust anyone to do my shipping yet, but um, I was willing to let go of the listing process. So that's just kind of how I worked it in. Anything that I felt I could let go of. And you had mentioned before, it's how, like you're making money. It's, it's worth your time, right? Yes, I am still kind of in the growing pains because I just hired the photographer mm -hmm. and I just made my drafter, um, you know, more like a full time role kind of. So I'm going through the growing pains, but I am already seeing results and that's been going on for um, a few weeks now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I am a huge proponent of outsourcing. There's only so much time and you can't do more with unless you have more time. Right. And at some point you cap out. Um, you guys both have other jobs. Uh, Sean has a family. Um, so I definitely, I can speak to some of the stuff that I do as well, but I wanna hear um, from Sean yep. what you do to kind of get it all done um, and make the most money that you can. Sure, sure. So for me, um, I was, I've also got a VA. Um, that helps me primarily on the Poshmark side of the business. Um, at one point, I had someone that I found on Fiverr, lived you know overseas, um, worked out from a budget standpoint. It made sense to kind of offload the sharing because Poshmark, as I'm sure you know, it's mm -hmm. time consuming to share your entire closet. So for me, it's it's beneficial to outsource that, have somebody do it three times a day. Um, I immediately, it's funny, when the pandemic hit, I was like, let me experiment a little bit. March it hit. I kept that individual until about July. And I said, you know what? I'm home now. I've got time. Let me just do it myself. So I, you know, cut ties with that individual, told him the assignment was ending. He was cool with it. I did it on my own. I 
I still didn't have the time to constantly share a, you know, it's constantly growing. I'm constantly adding new items. That thing was tedious to do it three mm -hmm. times a day. Um, so I stopped and I said, all right, let's see if I'm still going to make sales without sharing it at all, or maybe once a day. And it suffered. My sales oh, plummeted. So I, I saw the value in them at that point. I brought them back. Hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Hope all is well. Would you like to continue the assignment? So, you know, I, I he, he specifically just helps with um, sharing the closet. Um, at one point, I had somebody cross-listing to Mercari and eBay. Um, no longer doing that. I kind of, you know, take time out, let's say in the middle of my day, in the middle of, because again, I'm talking to clients a lot all day and I'm speaking to, you know, doing presentations, things like that, really in front of a computer. So after a conference is over or, you know, on lunch break, I'll just share my closet or I'll, you know, post some items on, on eBay. So I take my time during my day from work, okay, you know, snatch an hour on my lunch and just post a couple of items and you know, put them in drafts for the next day. And that's kind of how I constantly just add. And I don't add a lot of items every single day. I do about four or five a day. It's just the consistency for me mm -hmm. is what helps the algorithms. However, the eBay gods, you know, have it set up to where that, 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 you know, benefits you. Um, I just yeah, want to make sure that it's consistent every single day. Poshmark is the same. Um, I've, I've tried platforms or different programs that cross populate or they'll post the Macari and then also post to eBay and you just one click of a button. Those didn't really, I, I saw glitches. It, it, it didn't work seamlessly. So I'm still in the process mm -hmm. of just finding one that works well. So if, you know, either you, Sarah or Kaylee have any suggestions of things that you've used or, you know, something that might help with cross, uh, cross uh, populating listings, I'm all ears because I'm, I'm still on the hunt. Again, that's one more thing I can take off my plate to just maximize my time. If I can list something one time and it jump on four different platforms, I will happily invest in that tool. Yeah, that's ideal, right? Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kaylee. I was just gonna say that I personally really love List Perfectly, but I think every, every program or whatever you wanna call it that is doing cross-posting is all still in testing phases because it's new. Okay. So there are gonna be glitches and that's something that I've personally had to work through some of those glitches because it can be frustrating. Sure. But I personally really love List Perfectly and I know they just came out with some new features and you can actually live on there one time on their platform and send it to everywhere. Oh, that's new. Cause I use, I go back and forth um, mm -hmm. between list perfectly. And then I pay someone to do my listings. Mm -hmm. um, and when I was using list perfectly, it was a couple of months ago and they didn't have that. Um, yeah. But part of the, I don't want to say problem, but what they have to migrate through is they're connecting to different platforms mm -hmm. and from a back end, you know, writing the program and everything. Um, if like, let's say Postmark changes how they do something, mm -hmm. they have to completely rechange how they're interfacing and connecting. So it's constantly like them having to put out fire drills essentially. Um, mm -hmm. And so I kind of understand that. I haven't used Vendu. Um, I do this perfectly. I really appreciate um, Clara and Amanda. I think they're amazing businesswomen. I think they're very supportive of the community. Not to say Vendu's not, I don't know anything about Vendu. Really, I haven't worked with them, um, but I am definitely a list perfectly person. Um, and I do have a discount. I'm not trying to sell you shopping. But, no. <laughs> but if you want a discount I'm okay code- I'm being sold. If it yeah. helps the business, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, if you want a discount code, um, I, you can use mine or I'm sure you can find one on other resellers. I don't care if you use mine or not. I don't care about a kickback, um, but just to try it out. Um, but there is, it's learning a new technology and things are constantly changing. Um, I finally went to having someone list everything and then she cross lists for me um, because of time. And also I was like, well, you can use this perfectly. And she was like, I don't like it. I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't care. Whatever you're going right. to do and you want to do. Right. Um, and that's kind of been my thing too, is, you know, time is money. There's only so much time. I want to grow other aspects of my business. Mm -hmm. I also have three kids that are remote learning at home. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I'm also kind of like a full-time teacher you too, are right? full-time teacher, principal, lunch lady, all of that. <laughs> yes, right. I know. Um, and so just having someone list, like you mentioned on eBay, the consistency, okay. you have to be consistent with the listings. Um, and 
having someone else list for me is absolutely been worth it because it allows me to be consistent. Um, and I do want to mention both of you guys kind of talked about photos. Sean, you mentioned like you just, you know, to do a couple listings a day. Do you make sure to have photos ready or how do you kind of figure it out so that you're able to stay consistent? Sure. Sure. So for me, it's my Sundays um, and Wednesdays. And if I can sneak in, you know, Sundays, Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, I'm, I'm snapping photos. I'm trying to take about 100 photos if I can, you know, during those days. Um, and then 100 I, items? 100 items. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. I, I know. For, I, I like deal. all day. How many? I, I yeah, deal. that's. Um, that would. Again, when I, I, I put a nice, you know, channel on Spotify and I just lock in because, again, my kids are going to wake up at a certain time, as you already know, regardless mm -hmm. of what time I went to sleep or not. So I just really try to cram it in. And again, I don't have the time seven days a week to dedicate to it. So I really do have to just put in as much as I can. And if I can listen, and maybe I, I, I said this incorrectly, it's 100 between those two days. Yeah, but still, that's 100 okay. a week. That's still a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. And, and sometimes I, I don't get up that money, but for the most part, it's, it's anywhere between 80 to 100 for that week is what I'm, I'm because I want to have as much in the, you know, queue or the pipeline so that when I am at work and I'm, you know, kind of sitting there and it's in between a call, I can put up mm -hmm. four or five, you know what I mean? And I can do that pretty consistently. So, yeah, that that's what helps me. It's really only two days out the week that I'm taking photos. Yeah. Kaylee, what about you? I mean, you have a photographer now, so she does batch work or how does that yeah, so before I had her, I was doing about 50 to 75 items photography myself a week. And I would do the same thing. I would try to get them all done in one day, sometimes two days. But for me, bat batching is I have to do it or it doesn't get done. Um, now I've got my photographer. Currently, she's coming over for roughly four hours a week and she's getting um, right now with her pace she's doing about 70 items in those uh four hours but that's taking the photos editing them and uploading them onto the draft for me so she's getting quite a bit done which i'm really happy with but um yeah we do batch work for sure we try to get it all done at once and i personally like to have the photos done before the drafts get finished. I just feel like it makes my workflow go better, but I know everybody's different. Yeah, um, we do have a question and if you guys don't feel comfortable answering it, I completely understand. This is, can be kind of a touchy subject. Um, hi, can you expand on the VA sharing your closet? Do you have any concerns about sharing your login info? Um, I'll speak to it just from the sense of mine are all complete strangers. Um, I, I, I get them from Fiverr. And um, fortunately, knock on wood, I've gone through, or I've, I've had five, about four or five, none of them, no bad experiences. Um, I've, I've had two, well, actually one in particular that was just like, listen, this is more work than I anticipated. Don't have the time. I'm also a college student. I've got sports and yeah, this isn't gonna work. She lasted two days, but fortunately everyone just, you know, deletes my information. I do change it. I do tweak the password after someone has, you know, finished their assignment. But I, I, fortunately, I've never had anyone, you know, mess with my titles or listings or try to take any information. No, I, I've been fortunate in that regard. Does, I haven't done anything on Fiverr or Upwork or any okay. of those sites, but do they have like protection as you, like, I mean, you can see screens or sure. any kind of like protection that you feel a bit more comfortable with hiring people so, you don't know. Yeah, so you can see screens and that is a new update. I'd say in the past maybe four or five months, you can then share your screen and kind of, they can walk you through how it looks on their end when they log into your account, how you'd like for them to upload items or pictures and what you need them to write. So, I mean, yeah, you do have, a, and, and again, I think, ratings are important too it's no different than yelp would you feel comfortable going to a mm -hmm. five-star 2000 rated restaurant or the new place that opened up up the block you know two listings in there two and a half stars you know so you can kind of gauge yeah. just how seriously a person or a va is going to take the assignment and not compromise getting a terrible rating and terrible feedback because 
this might be their full-time income, especially overseas, you know? So yeah, some people don't, yeah, I I haven't had an issue with that because the rating system at Fiverr is, is held in high regard. Yeah. I've kind of heard that too. I haven't done it, but I've heard that as well. Um, Kaylee, what about you? So I do have somebody share my closet, but I actually, I use reseller assistant, which I know, I mean, sharing, someone sharing a closet in general is very controversial right now. Man, people, people are really unhappy if you tell them that you have somebody share your closet sometimes, Um, but it takes forever. So I'm having somebody do it, but I currently use reseller assistant. I tried a couple other websites, I guess you would call it, or services that I didn't really like. And then once I got with reseller assistant, I've been with them ever since. So they are basically just a VA service solely for the purpose of sharing Poshmark closet. I'm not really concerned with privacy because I actually did a test. The only thing I'm really worried about is like my bank account information and my payout information. So I kind of walked through the process of what would it look like if somebody were trying to change my bank information? Mm-hmm. And first of all, they can't even see, they only see the last couple digits. Yeah, last and then, one. yeah, if they go to change it, they have to they have to go through a couple steps. You're gonna get notified, an email's gonna go through. Like, it's just, there's so many steps they would never, you would know before they changed any of that information. So I'm very comfortable with it and I've been with them for quite a while and I have seen really great success with them and having somebody share my closet. And I I do want to say that I appreciate you guys being so um, transparent with this because like you said, Kaylee, there is a lot of controversy um, in the community right Mm -hmm. now, but it does take, I mean, I have 800, 900 at listings. I mean, it takes like an hour and a half to share my closet. You have to do it five times a day. That's my day, right? Um, Which you can do, but if you want to take it up a notch and you want to step up a level, um, I think you do have to find ways to figure out how to do that. Um, But you have to figure out what is going to work for you and what's comfortable. So I do appreciate that you guys are transparent and telling people how you do it um, to kind of help other people get some eyes um, some ideas as well. Just checking in with the chat a little bit, Leslie. If you guys don't follow a reseller's passion, um, you have to follow her. You don't have to, but you should. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, she does batch photo work. I take photos two days a week as well. I put on a pot of coffee and challenge myself to take around 20 or 30 photos in 15 minutes. Wow. You guys are like beasts. <laughs> I feel like I'm like great. And then you guys are like making me feel like I hardly do anything. Um, Chelsea is saying, I batch photograph. I try to pump through 30, 40 items two days a week. So it seems like most people are batch photo. Um, so if you're kind of a new reseller, try that out. Um, I also batch as well. I definitely find that it works best because you get into a flow. So I can usually do a lot more photos. Um, I have photo like a place set up so I don't have to like set stuff up every time I take photos but if you're in a position where you have to like set everything up if you only have to do that one time as opposed to like every day you're saving time um I do it with kids so sometimes I can do a lot because they're playing quietly (laughs) but oftentimes it's interrupted multiple multiple times but I try and do like two to four hours a week um and get as many as I can done during that time. Um, Leslie's saying, I never worry about controversy. Controversy doesn't pay my bills. <laughs> I like that. I like that, Leslie. I like it. I agree it's, with you 100%. It's totally valid. I just do want to make sure that people, if you're new to Poshmark, are aware of the terms and services. Um, read through those and see what you feel comfortable with. Because um, I think that's part of there's some controversy because there's just drama and there's drama, but then also like just make sure that you know what you feel comfortable with um, as far as that goes. I did want to talk to, so we were talking a lot about Poshmark, sharing your closet, it takes a lot of time, but you guys are both on other platforms as well. Um, and we talked a little bit before the chat about eBay, um, but I want to talk about the other platforms that you're on, um, which one it brings in the most income for you and kind of how you manage all of them. Sure. Um, So eBay is my breadwinner. Um, eBay doubles what I do on Poshmark. Um, In the beginning of my reselling career, Facebook Marketplace was 
an amazing resource to, because at that time I sold larger items. I sold more furniture pieces, um, electronics, that type of thing. So Facebook Marketplace was a great um, platform to just get cash immediately. Um, and that, oh, there's no percentages taken out. It, it, it was all local, didn't have to ship anything. So it worked out for me. Um, Mercari, as I mentioned earlier, is I may get three or four sales, <laughs> you know, every quarter on Mercari. It's not a big focus of mine. I don't list very often on it. It's a lot of just older listings that I have on it, just still there. Once in a blue, like I had something sell this week and that was just, whoa, this thing is still active for me. It's still, you know, it's, it's, I, I forgot all about this item. So, you know, that, now that, I have to go yeah. find it. That's how my son is. Old yeah. stuff, I'm like, crap. Where right. <laughs> Fortunately, everything is in one concise room. So I don't have to, you know, dig too much or dig too far for it. But um, yeah, so for me, the breadwinner is eBay. Um, got about 500 live items on eBay right now. Um, and, and my objective is to sell a higher priced item so I don't get kind of any and everything on my on my page um yeah so that it, it's a slower sale but for me it's the the dollar amount is worth it I, I'm, I'm trying to stay between ideally 50 to 60 bucks per item in terms of a sale um so again that's not a you know quick sale every mm -hmm. single day type of thing but with enough listings it, it definitely works out so ebay is the cool one Poshmark is the fun community site for me you know you you, you get a good uh mm -hmm. You meet friends, you, you meet resellers that, you know, like yourself, Sarah and, and Kaylee, who, you know, it's, it's more of a community, quite honestly. So Poshmark mm -hmm. is cool for the community, but um, certain items and listings and, and titles do better on Poshmark than it does on eBay, for sure. So you said um, the high SPA, you go for like 50 to $60 items. Um, I want to talk to this just... Quickly for people that are listening, um, as John mentioned, it tends to sit longer. So the higher your ASP, the lower you know your sell-through rate, which is definitely a strategy that you can take. Um, and if you have less time and you have access to these um, higher, or you have the knowledge to find them, yep. you can ship out one package for $60 instead of shipping out six packages for $10, right? right. Um, so I wanna ask you a couple more questions to dig into that a little bit um, because it is, it's definitely a strategy that works, but you have to be able to find that inventory, right? And it's definitely harder to find those items. Um, so what kind of things do you focus on and any tips or tricks? Um, obviously without giving away all your secrets, um, do you um, have to kind of? So for me, I, I do a little bit of consignment. So I do have individuals mm -hmm. that know what I do and they are interested in moving some of their higher end leather goods, shoes, bags, you know, business suits and of course you have to make kind of a switch of the type of items that you're selling especially in the, in the times of you know that we're in right now with the pandemic mm -hmm. um business suits don't fly off the racks like they used to you know what i mean yeah. so for me it's now more electronics so electronics just by virtue of people will spend mm -hmm. 80 to 150 dollars on a you know combo vcr dvd player and i may get it for 10 bucks 15 bucks um that in and of itself is worth the wait for me. And that may take, you know, two or three months, but it absolutely will sell. Um, so yeah, fortunately Atlanta is a market that you just need to go to a couple of nicer areas and you will see St. John's in Goodwill. You will see, you know, Patagonia's, you know, it's nothing to blink an eye when you see higher and nicer items in the Goodwills out here. You know, you do pay about five, six bucks per item, but you know, to turn Amazing. five bucks into 50 to me it's worth it you know it's mm -hmm. worth it so yes yeah, it, there's really no shortage i would say of viable op options to find higher and nicer items out here so how did you because you are you were new to thrifting and new to this whole world yeah. how did you learn what sold i mean did you just jump in and start selling things and see or did you watch yeah. youtube videos or did you like how did what was your process i'm a jumping guy I'm a jumping yeah. guy. I, I grossly Same. underpriced. <laughs> I remember my first sale was a pair of Lululemon pants. And I went to a huge estate sale here in Atlanta, definitely a million dollar home. And this, you know, young lady had about 15 pairs of Lululemon pants laying on the counter and they were about $3 each. 
had no idea that what they were, had no idea that it would sell. So I, I hesitantly picked up two of them and said, I'll take these. And that was it. I left the other 13 that were there on that table. Unbeknownst to me, I put it up on Poshmark that day. That mm -hmm. item sold, I think, within two hours. From that moment, wow. I said, ooh, this is mm -hmm. cool. You know what I mean? This is really, really cool. I like the speed at which this thing moves. So that, for me, was just the awesome part of just... And, and then you learn. You really learn trial by error. In the beginning, I sold a lot mm -hmm. more jeans. I slowly got away from that because I started to time myself in the stores and I realized, okay, I'm spending too much time in aisles or for clothing items that aren't yielding a high enough average sale price. So I'm thinking kind of, you know, analytically like that. What am I spending mm -hmm. my time in that's not yielding a large enough result? Let me ixnay that and go to jackets, leather goods, where the bags, where the shoes, you can get shoes for five bucks and, you know, my average shoe sale is about $50 on average, you know? So for me, it's, it's worth it to spend more time there and learn about shoe items and, you know, different men's styles that sell well throughout the year, boots and different brands. And yeah, fortunately, some of that is going to come with you bought an item that's just completely trash and no one wants it. And you're sitting on it, you know, for three years, two years. And you're like, okay, I probably never do that one again. Maybe it's the color, maybe it's the style. And you kind of learn trial by error for yeah. me. Yeah, that's how. So my husband jumped in too, just to call me out and said, I'm definitely a jump in type too. Yeah. Um, that's absolutely like, and there's no right way. I like to hear how people do it. Um, a lot of people like I watch hauls and I learn the labels and I was like, no, I just bought stuff. And you can start, I mean, I grew up thrifting. So you can start, you can feel quality, right? So I feel quality. I'm like, oh, I've never heard this brand before, but like, I can tell that that's nice quality. Um, I'm definitely speaking to, oh, we lost Sean. Um, hopefully he can hear. Um, you're definitely speaking to my, uh, to me as well about like the analytics and what takes the most time and how to strategically plan because we all don't, you know, there, it is limited time. Even if you do it full time, 40 hours, you have a uh, limited time as well. So Kaylee, I forgot. Oh, we're talking about eBay and, um, kind of how, <laughs> um, we're talking about eBay. If you have any, uh, eBay, I think is one of your main platforms as well. If you want to talk a little bit to eBay and what kind of things that you sell as well. Um, eBay is definitely my main platform. Although I will say since I've moved everything on over to Poshmark, they, some months are neck and neck. Um, between eBay and Poshmark. So those are kind of my main ones right now. I tried Mercari. I don't really like Mercari, but I think it's because I'm not focusing on it. I've only mm -hmm. moved a couple items over there and um, I'm not really giving it the chance it deserves, but I felt like I was spreading myself too thin. So right now I'm just heavily focused on eBay and Poshmark. And then if some of the items that I've already listed on some of those other platforms, when I was spreading myself to then sell, then kind of like Sean said, you know, occasionally I'll have a sale every couple of months and I'll ship it out, but they're just not a focus for me. Um, I currently sell uh, clothing, shoes, accessories. Sometimes I'll sell home goods, but I'm not very proficient in it but it is something that I'm working on this year. And every time I go to the thrift store now, I go to the hard goods section and I pick something up and research it. And I, I try to learn a little bit about it. So it's something I'm trying to tap into. I, I think it's a great strategy and I've told myself I'm going to do it. And then I go to the section and I'm like, this is boring. I don't want to be here. <laughs> and so then I don't, but I, so my brother-in-law, like I said, is a reseller. Um, and over the summer when eBay moved to manage payments, he was like, I don't want to deal with that right now. Like I just don't. So he was consigning stuff with me. Um, so I learned some stuff through him cause he does a lot of that. And it almost made me want to do it because it sells high. Like if you know what you're doing, um, especially right now, during the pandemic, there was a big shift towards that. Um, and almost made me want to do it, but then I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't enjoy it. I do mostly shoes, purses, um, clothes, and I'm actually kind of scaling down how much I'm reselling, limiting my time to kind of focus on other aspects of the business. Um, now, Leslie now you, is saying, oh, go ahead. Quick question. Do you also do men's and women's or are you primarily in the women's space? I'm mostly women's. Um, I did focus on men's, which is why, because I saw that you um, do a lot of men's tennis shoes. And if you know that, 
game, uh, you can make so much money. Men's tennis shoes are like, if you know what you're looking for, um, I've, yeah, um, I've, I've tried men's a little bit. Um, and last year I was really focusing and kind of doing what Kaylee did. I would buy, you know, maybe 10% of what I would buy for my trip would be men's to kind of learn what sold, but I just don't get joy out of it. Um, and I find men's is hard too. I mean, if you have tips too, cause I know you do a lot of men's, um, men's, I find when I look at the thrift store, most men, I feel wear their stuff to the death. Like <laughs> women wear something once or twice and then they're like, cool. I want something new. I go to the men's section and I'm like, well, there's five pairs of jeans and they all have holes and stains on them. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're like big toddlers. Is that what you're saying, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. <laughs> From my husband's perspective, yeah. um, they, they most men don't necessarily care. And I don't think they're so into fast fashion, right? Um, which isn't necessarily a good or bad thing. It's probably right. actually better for the environment that you guys don't. Um, and it's probably really bad that I'm like putting all men into one <laughs> bucket. But if you have any um, tips on men's stuff, I'd love to hear it. I'm always open and I'm sure others as well. I think specifically with men's shoes, uh, leather goods, they're very brand heavy. Um, I find mm -hmm. that I just don't yield as much money with women's shoes and they sit longer too. Because you guys have far more options, quite honestly, to yeah. get a style, to get a shoe, to get a pair. And men not necessarily if it's a size 13 and it's a nike and they want it they're not searching five or six different sites knowing that they could get it so they just get it from you um so i find that they're very brand heavy when it comes to men's leather goods leather shoes we're talking johnston and murphy's do well um other brands that i can think of coach if you're able to find coach um, mm. For men's shoes, those do pretty well. Um, any Ralph Lauren, especially lower loafers, um, tassel heels, brogue, Oxfords, those styles in particular, because you can dress them up with jeans, you can dress them down. So it's a bit more versatile. Um, also with boots, you've got the um, Durango boots do well, Timberland boots do well. Mm -hmm. um, I do sell those yeah anytime you have steel toe hard toes things that people are that even though you know you may think we're in the middle of a pandemic people need that because they know they're going back to work and quite honestly i'm, I'm in the space of hiring manufacturing and engineering personnel for my you know the staffing agencies that business is up regardless pandemic or not mm -hmm. that people are hiring so they need work attire so you're finding that the steel toes anytime you can find something that that has some type of ppe built into it you're going to sell that for top dollar. No question. Um, yeah. So I, I think just finding men's shoes that are good quality leather goods and they're easier to dress up to. You just dress the heel in a black heel or dress it in brown. Um, you know, yeah, they, they don't need much. They really don't. You just need to make, shine it up, throw some, uh, throw some of this on there. Yes. I just did some of that today. You can't see. I use it on my purses. Um, okay. Some shoes, but I use it on purses too. Um, I think yeah. I think the thing too for me at least. Well, one thing you touched on is how men shop, um, and I think that's very valid. There's not as much like women's is definitely saturated. Yes. Um. So you have a lot more competition, and my husband absolutely. I'm just speaking to my husband, so I'll just call him out. Um, yeah. and not stereotype all the men. Um. But my husband is like he would never think to send an offer until I told him like, well, send an offer for like twenty or thirty percent. He's like, well this is the price. I'm just right. going to pay it. Right. And I think from some of the men's stuff that I have sold, it's very much like that. Or even when I send an offer, it's not, not to the extent. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, so it is, I mean, I think you have definitely valid points. I just don't. The other thing is, is I've been researching women's stuff my entire life. <laughs> right. So like, I'm like, well, I don't know how I know, you know, my husband's like, how do you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know, probably because I saw in a magazine I was looking at. Like, I don't, where men, I had to like actively go and look. Um, but I think it's valid points to be yeah. getting into men. Yeah. Kaylee, do you do men's? I do. I, I'm i not as much of an expert on men's shoes, but I do sell men's shoes. I mainly sell men's fashion, though. Really big into jeans, jackets. I would honestly, if I could find enough 
stock, I probably only sell men's because the sell-through rate is there. And, you know, to Sean's point and to your point, usually even though they do wear it out, they know exactly what they want and they're willing to pay more for it. And I just personally, all the thrift stores that I go to, the men's section is not big enough and I don't have enough time to travel far enough to only get men's, but I would totally do it if I could. I absolutely love selling men's stuff. Um, Lori's saying, Sean, that you need a YouTube channel. He's so easy to listen to. <laughs> I agree. And this is why, I mean, I love listening to you. I only caught the end of your um, Posh Fest, but I was like, I need this guy on my YouTube right. channel. Because you also bring a different aspect. It. What's that? I said, no, that's something to consider. Don't Don't tempt me with a good time now. Oh, you should do it because I think you also have a lot of information to share as well. You're very, um, I'm going to say, I think you're very analytical. So I obviously vibe with it <laughs> because I think the Ooh. same way. Um, but I think that it's definitely, I mean, in all your free time, right, go right. ahead and get on social media. The, the surplus of hours that I've got. Yes, it is a full-time job, which is why I'm kind of scaling down my reselling um, too. And my husband's saying peer pressure. It's how I got on YouTube. Everyone told me I should, and here I am. Right? Um, yeah, so clearly I missed that lesson in high school that you shouldn't listen to peer pressure. Um, all right, so we are, I know, here I am. Um, so sometimes it can be good, right? So you, we are wrapping up. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else that you do want to share. We didn't really talk accountability. Like I said, we probably wouldn't get there. I knew you guys would have lots of things I wanted to talk about. Um, but if you have any last things, oh no, I did have one more question. Um, I wanna ask if you were to, someone is like, I wanna get on eBay. What is like one thing that you would tell them for eBay? Like one tip. Um, I would say that you have to commit to being consistent and having activity every day because Poshmark, you can, you know, you can list things and then you could just share and probably make sales. But on eBay, you can't do that. You you have to do everything. You've got to list, you've got to send out offers, you've got to ship frequently. It just really, they say feed the beast. You have to do consistent things every day to be successful. Yes. Um, but also I don't want to, because that, that could be daunting too. You know, every yeah. <laughs> day you need to do something every single day. It sounds it, it sounds overwhelming. Um, and I realize something as small as just two listings mm -hmm. makes a difference. It, and to your point, Kelly, it's just the consistency. But I don't want you to think consistently large numbers or a large time commitment. It's just consistent and small efforts um, will certainly help the algorithms and help you get sales. Um, I find just the clarity of pictures. When I look at the men's resellers or just, you know, I, I look across all, you know, genders and, and, and types of styles that people are selling. And those who are, you know, doing 15, 20, 30 sales a, a day, their pictures are crystal clear, crystal clear. So for me, it's having that little space or that whatever it is, you don't have to have an expensive setup at all. I do not. But it's just, you know, your camera phone and sufficient lighting and a clear white background ideally and yeah clarity of pictures people feel a lot safer in buying from you if they know the true color you also get far less questions too what's the true color is this is this blue is i i can't see can you take a picture of the tag if you're doing all of that already far less questions quicker sales let's make it happen Yes, agreed. And so I put measurements in the pictures and take, um, and eBay actually has updated their item specifics. I'd assume for men's as well, but you now have to put in the fabric content. Um, and so I, I take it, I take a picture cause I send it to my lister so she knows what the fabric content is, but then it's in the listing as well because yep. they only let you pick one fabric and oftentimes clothes are made out of multiple fabrics. Um, and then we're all busy too. You don't want to, sometimes I forget. Um, and in the middle of so doing something, someone's like, Hey, what are the measurements of right. this? I'm like, Oh, well, crap. So I definitely, yeah, I mean, I think that's good advice for all platforms for sure. Um, but definitely eBay, the white background. So the white background too, to Sean's point, eBay, and then also Google and Pinterest pull um, with a white background if everything's clear. And so that's why most resellers will say to have a white background. Poshmark doesn't matter as much because their search engine works slightly differently. However, 
Google and Pinterest still pull from Poshmark. So if you want to come up in the search outside of Poshmark, you want to make sure. I know you guys probably know this. I'm sharing this for <laughs> new people on the channel. Um, so Poshmark, it'll bring you new people that are maybe searching in Google or searching Pinterest, bring you to your Poshmark closet. Because um, a lot of new resellers, I feel like, try to make it look you know, very aesthetically pleasing, which is fine, but it's not going to pull in Google or if you're on eBay and eBay as well. Um, my one tip, because I really did struggle with eBay. I was, I was pretty consistent for eight months, but I was not really getting the sales. Um, I honestly gave away inventory for a full month. I mean, I was making like $2 an item. And normally I'm like a $40 average sale price person um, because I wanted eBay to be like, okay, this cool, this lady's like making sales. We'll give her traffic. Well, um, so it was kind of rough that month because I didn't make money on eBay for a full month. Um, but now I'm making four times the amount that I make on Poshmark. Um, so it was kind of like a log end game. You could probably do it, you know, consistently and slowly build up. But I was like, let's hammer this out. I'm just going to like make eBay think that I'm better than I am and sell <laughs> all kinds of crap to get more stuff because sales make more sales. If you're constantly, I think one of you mentioned, you know, shipping out items, eBay's going to be like, okay, this person has good stuff. I want to continue to promote them, to show them. Um, Duncan's taking credit for my Pinterest. Duncan mm -hmm. has lots of really good information on eBay as well. He definitely helps me as well um, do well on eBay. eBay tip is to list more. Um, I'm going to actually, I'm doing a video. It should probably come out in the next week or two talking about you don't have to have a big closet to make a full-time salary um, or even the amount of money that you want. There's other variables that you can mess with, which is something that I do. Um, I don't have even I don't have space for 10,000 items like most of them. <laughs> right, right. And a lot of part-time um, sellers as well. So anyway, thank you guys so much for joining um, and letting us or sharing, being very transparent and sharing lots and tips and tricks. I'm really grateful that you came on and spent your evening with us. I know you guys are both so very busy. Um, if you have anything else that you want to share, feel free. Um, I will... Actually, if you guys, because we have bedtime after this and then I'll probably forget, feel free to come back after when this goes and leave your guys' links in the comments so people can um, comment, so people can link straight there. Um, and if you guys have anything else, feel shameless self-promotion. If you're doing a sale or you want people to go to your Instagram or your YouTube, whatever it is, feel free to shamelessly self-promote you. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-A underscore thrifter. T-H-R-I-F-T-E-R. -E um, that's the Instagram handle on Poshmark. You see it here next to my name at SPB481. Um, yeah, that's all my shameless plug that I've got. I will put your Instagram um, in. Okay. Kaylee, anything? I don't have a shameless plug. Um, I'm Kaylee Elaine on YouTube, but I'll go back on since my name's spelled kind of weird and I'll put it in the comments later. Okay. I think I shared, if you guys are watching this later, I think I did share both of your Instagrams into the live okay. feed, awesome. um, but do feel free to come back on the comments. It usually takes a little bit for the video to process um, before it'll be available, but feel free. Thank you guys so much. It was such a wonderful chat. I learned so much. I hope everyone else did as well. And I really do appreciate, I love having these because we all have a different aspect. Um, I love the reselling community because you don't really, you don't get a degree in reselling, right? Everyone kind of comes with a little bit of a different background. Obviously yours is in sales, Sean, that was very apparent. Kaylee, you have great information with the employees and bringing that in. So I really love having these Monday chats, talking to different people and just getting a different aspect. Um, and then also just talking with people right. <laughs> <laughs> because as resellers, we're kind of like very isolated, especially right, right now. Cause we can't be going to these, you know, posh and sips, um, and whatever it is. So you guys are both welcome back. Any one of these Monday meetings that you would like to just send me a DM and anybody else that would like to join, just send me a DM and we will, um, schedule a time on Monday that works for both of us. If you guys like content like this, do make sure to subscribe and hit the bell as well. I have a couple of really fun videos coming out as well as I think me and Chris are doing our video this week. Um, I think I've hit my goal. 
Uh, I am at 10K for the month, which is like ridiculous. Um, so if you follow my channel, me and uh, Chris from Daily Refinement have been doing a mentorship. So I think we're gonna kind of wrap that up if we can figure out our schedules for the week to do that and maybe work on a collab in the future. So if you do like to watch those videos with me and Chris, make sure to uh, hit the notification so you can see when that comes out and lots of other really fun videos. And my course, it should be wrapped up hopefully this week, maybe into next week, um, depending how the beta test goes, because I'm a web developer now too. <laughs> so when you're an entrepreneur, you get to take it all on. And I'm figuring out, yeah, I'm figuring out how to build a, a website. So um, thank you guys so much. And I hope everyone has a wonderful evening. Thank you. Sarah.